Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker, Natalie Thompson of Capital Pride Alliance. Um, now, if you've missed part one, you're definitely want to go back and belly back up to that bar and give it a listen first because she dropped some really amazing knowledge on uh, her service and the importance of service. Um, but don't worry, we'll save your seat right here for you. So Natalie, in part one, like I said, you shared some, uh, some the reasons behind your service and your calling uh, and how important it is. Um, and now I'd really like for us to take a deeper dive into, like you said, something that's very close to your heart, and um, that's Capital Pride Alliance and, um, and Pride itself. Um, can you tell us, give our listeners just a little bit about how important that is? Pride. Uh, it's, it's super important to me and it's super important to a large number of our community members. And the reason why is because visibility, like pride specifically, we talk about, you know, like pride week or pride weekend. Um, it's an opportunity for people to get together and be in community in spaces and ways that may not always feel, uh, exist at other times. It's an opportunity for you to learn about other community organizations that exist where you can meet people who have like interest. It's an opportunity to expand your horizons about what is, you know, your own existence and like being with other people. And it's a space of just pure fun and joy and love, which is always desperately needed for people in general, yes. but I, you know, shout out to my queer folks because <laughs> I stand for you and I love you. Um, so pride to me is really important in that way. And one of the reasons why I like to engage in pride is because I want to continue to expand its availability and accessibility to our community and to allies. I think it's super important that we embrace the intersections of all of us within this community. And, you know, when I step outside the door, you know, people don't see me as a queer person. They see me as a black woman first. But, like, I want to be all of those things. And in pride spaces, we should be all of those things. So, you know, representing my blackness, representing my queerness, representing, you know, what it means to me to be a woman for myself. And then also what it means to be black and queer and them identified for the next person within the community. And that it's safe yeah. and open and welcoming. Yep. I think living by example, to be honest, I think that like when you are proud and um, courageous, it's, it's courageous to go out and all, it, no matter who you are, to step out and go, this is who I am, damn it, accept me as I am. That takes, that takes, that takes courage and bravery for all people. And that's, again, I said this before, this is why it's really important for us to have these conversations so that we all start to see each other in one another. Isn't it so wild that it's courageous to be yourself? Yep. Isn't that such a wild concept? <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> it's quite ridiculous, really, when you think about it. You should just be allowed to be yourself. Absolutely. And then I wonder, I wonder sometimes, and this is me being, you know, obviously, um, you know, I'm a white woman, but I wonder what it's like to wake up and just be like dick swinging and be like, Oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm a white male in this world. Like, I just, I want to know what that, just one day, what that feels like. And I don't mean put a strap on on. I mean, like, I want to know because I own multiple businesses and I cannot tell you how many people talk to me 
Like I, I just fucking showed up on the scene. And then my employees that happen to be male that work for me, they'll be like, um, so what do you guys think? I'm like, they, they think whatever I think. So what are you telling, like, you know what I mean? Like, like what are you, who are you talking to right now? And it's, and it's very, and it's very um, evident to me when you're in like um, institutional spaces, like bank loans, mortgages, you, you know, um, real, real estate deals, that kind of stuff, right? It's when it really becomes prevalent. So for me to say to you, like 100% when we did this during Women's Month, I, I said the hardest thing to be is definitely uh, a black female in this world, but being a gay black female must be like fucking, like the new, the craziest the thing to do, right? So I, I would... I would take that a step further. I think the individuals in our world who face the most barriers and challenges are gender expansive, black femme identified folks. Like if you are not fitting into a pocket of gender identity that people can sort of quote unquote accept or they whatever their thoughts are, like that shit's real. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah. it's violent out there. Yeah. It's rough. Um, but, you know, I always think, like, I don't want to know what it would be like to be a black male. Uh, I'm sorry, to be a white male, a white cis male, because I understand the world better, I think, than they do, because the world does not open up to me in the same way that they do. And so, like, my struggle is real. But the lessons I get to learn from that are super powerful. And I think it makes me a more whole and complete person. No shade to white dudes. Like, don't get me wrong. No shade. But it's about a system that has been set up to allow you to be mediocre sometimes and still get ahead. And that seems super fucked. That is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. But, you know, to, to, to play devil's advocate on that side, too, they don't know anything but that. It's True. not a system that they set up. It's not that we were born into it, right? Just like exactly. the rest of us were born into our space. So often I don't, it, but what it does then, it doesn't let anyone off the hook. I think then the personal uh, expansion to your point is important then. Then you learn beyond your own space. This is why I think all these conversations are so important because we all have these things to learn. We all need to transition the way we think. We all need to open ourselves up. And, you know, to it's easy to, to bash those at the top. But the truth is, is a majority of people, I would say my husband definitely doesn't walk through the world knowing that he's advantaged. You know, like he should. I mean, he, he, I think he knows to a degree that he's aware of the world that he lives in, but I don't think he knows how to man, to, to navigate it any differently because that's, again, he's born into that world. Um, yeah, we've all been born into it. But he's also very open. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been yeah. born into it and we all have to unlearn some things. But yeah, you're completely right. When you are born into a space of such privilege, you are shielded from a lot of the barriers that other people face. And like it takes a conscious effort, effort. to step yep. out of that. And so, yeah, no shade to white dudes. Like, stand for human beings all day long. And yep. to be an ally, you've got to step outside of your privilege. And we all have to look at in certain spaces, we sometimes are the folks of privilege. And so we also yeah. have to do the same. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We all are. Um, so it's, again, the more of these conversations we have, the better off we are. And you know the best way to have a conversation, Gina? With liquid courage. Come on. The best way to have a conversation uh. <laughs> is to have a cocktail, right? So what, yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, liquid courage. You got to like, yes. you got to get schnocker to get open. You know what I mean? That's I mean, what I, he said. Ah, ha, ha. So I had to open this bottle, which is not being very friendly to me right now. Um, See, even the pros have challenges. <laughs> uh, yeah, a pro. That is that is me. Ow, and I just maybe cut myself too on top of it. Good thing I'm in my, uh, today, today I'm not in studio with you, so it's okay if I like, you know, slice my hand open in my own house. There's nobody, there's nobody for me to talk to about it. Um, all right. So Natalie, I read a lot of your, uh, you know, your interview and the notes that Louise got to take on you. And I came up with this, you know, based on what your likes and dislikes and all this stuff. And I came up with this really, um, fun version of, um, a gin and tonic, right. That I just love. And it is international. So, so Spanish style gin and tonics are dump all the fruit with delicious tonic in a glass put too much to put as much gin in it as it you like right for me i think that uh two ounces of gin is you know perfect proportion to um tonic and today we're going to use fever tree um indian tonic and indian tonic is basically just a type of recipe of tonic it is not um indian in origin if that makes sense uh because quinine is from india you know originally okay so i just want to make sure everybody knows that so um, this drink is super fun. So basically all it is, is legitimately, and this is such an easy drink and a great drink to do for like, if you're entertaining your friends, whatever, right? You know, you can use this, but what I loved about it is it has so many colors and it was just really pretty and it's got so many different flavors and things that you don't necessarily think go together, they do. And that's what I just loved about it. Okay? I love this. So if you, I, I hope that this is, uh, you're feeling what I'm, what I'm putting in the glass this time. All right. So in the recipe is really simple. It says, Put a slice of grapefruit in your glass, which we are doing, and I'm just kind of pushing it in the bottom. And then it says, get a ring of pineapple. Let me just explain the ring of pineapple. When you core out a pineapple, you are left with this ring. It looks like Pac-Man a bit, right? Um, the reason why I say put a ring is because you want to put it in your glass just as so. If you don't have a ring, it doesn't matter. Get the pineapple in the glass. I don't care if you mash it, use pineapple juice, whatever. I'm just making it um, look this way because this is, you know, I can't help myself. So now we're gonna add um, strawberries. And here we go, we're adding our next color, which I love. Put some strawberries in there and you can put it on the side. So now we have a little bit of, you know, orange, a little bit of the gold. We have some yellow, we have a lot going on. So I'm gonna add a little bit more strawberry in that, but I wanted the picture to look good. Um, so now we have everything in there to so the bottom of your glass. Now you're gonna take two ounces and we're gonna use Sip Smith Gin. Um, I really love Sid Smith. It's delicious. Uh, Jen, we're going to pour it into the glass. Um, and then we're going to fill with ice. Then we're going to top with fever tree. And this is when you decide, are you a bitter person or a sweet person? Because if you're a little bit sweet, then you don't need to add any bitters. If you like a little bit bitters, then you're, at this point, you'll add one dash of like either any bitters that you're liking, Angostura, burlesque, something um, that speaks to you. And if you're making this in a pitcher, I would suggest not adding the bitters. Leave the bitters on the side for any of your friends that may or may not want to partake um, in the bitters. Ah, okay. 
So I'm coming back. Sorry, I had to go grab ice. I don't have it next to me. So we're going to fill it up all the way with ice. We're going to crack open our fever tray. And we're going to fill this up. Now, normally gin and tonics obviously have what? You know, they have limes and stuff in it. But you added that grapefruit on the bottom. And all of the work will be done for you by all the acid in those three things. So pineapple, grapefruit, and strawberry are probably some of the most acidic fruits that we have in general in the world. And that is it. So you have this lovely little rainbow layer in the bottom, trapped by your glass, and just really delicious. Gina, did I, did I pass? And that's it. Very good, Louise. Look, I got a little garnish Look at you. And you have a one on the side. I'm fancy. Oh my gosh, I got a frond. Now I, well, now I got a frond because I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta one up you. I'm going to put a little oh, frond I don't have any of that, damn it. So I'll throw a frond in. <laughs> I love this. Well, I know I had to, I mean, I had to prove the fresh uh, pineapple, so I fronded it. Little little greenery there. <laughs> this is fabulous. I feel so seen. <laughs> I mean, it's and it's you know what? It's it's a wonderful thing that you are doing, and you know, in service is a calling. It's much like re a religious calling or anything else. Act service is it's important, and you know, I think that uh, more people should listen to themselves when they have that pit inside their soul. That just is, it can't, it's, you just have unrest yeah. and you have to help. Yeah. And I even think if it's like you want to be an artist or you want to be anything, like listen to that. There's amazing things you get to do. I think of like Jose Andreas and like called to make food and also called to service and like being able to combine it together, like doing incredible things around the world. So, you know, and it's never too late. Anybody's listening to this, you better, you should realize it doesn't matter. It's never too late to get involved. It's never to be like, you're like, oh, well, I'm in my 40s and I haven't done anything before, so I don't know how to get involved. Pick something that you find passionate and get involved. Help with something. Do something. Be a part of something. Feed somebody. Help a homeless person. Do something. It feels super good to be a part of your community. It feels even better when you give somebody a chance to be better for themselves. And I feel like that is, it's huge. And when you said, when you Natalie talked earlier about, um, I think it was an episode one about um, uh, the gay and trans um, homeless population, especially in Washington, D.C. And I believe you said you were in San Francisco. In San Francisco, it's massive. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not right. They're human beings. At the end of the day, Everyone's a human being, you know, like, and I feel like, because if they were animals, being wild and is, is okay when you're an animal, but you're a human and you really need to embrace your fellow human and, and be better. You have to be better. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of like humanity. I think that's seriously lacking in everything in our world right now is that you see a set of circumstances, but you don't see the human. Like, you know, you see the person in an encampment somewhere and you see the encampment. You see the squalor, but you don't actually see the human. And like, it's sort of disgusting when I walk outside and it happens in New York, happens in San Francisco, it happens everywhere when people like literally walk over a human being on the sidewalk. I'm like, for fuck's sake, like, this is okay for you? Like, to not acknowledge that there's someone here. It's, it's wild. 
It's wild. I mean, the encampments in so so in DC, right? We have all the encampments now. Not as much as San Francisco, but definitely it's a it's a thing. And not a thing. It's it's really what's happening. And people are like, oh, they choose to do that. I'm like, you think they chose some people? Okay, some kids chose to get very fancy tents and be on their laptops and their cell phones and doing all the things. And their parents live in like fucking Potomac and their mommy, daddy bring them money and they think it's fun to do it. Yeah, you're right. hundred percent. Maybe you met those people during the beginning of these encampments, but those aren't the people that are really there. And I feel like that's like, um, you're right. How do you step over somebody? How do you ignore the problem? How do you, you know, how are you part of the problem? Because He's like, you know, I live my, all my businesses are in Northeast DC and you ha- I give to my community because if you don't give, then you're, you just, you just, you aren't, it's not right. Like you shouldn't be in a position of ownership of a building or whatever. And you're completely ignoring your situation around you. You know what I mean? Like ever. Yeah. It, you can't be a part of a community without being a part of the community without acknowledging. Like I always, I always say, like if your neighbor isn't good, then you're not good. Like bottom line, point blank. So like in San Francisco, we do have encampments everywhere, and the least you could do is not call the cops on them. Like bare minimum, which seems to happen all the time. Um, but like. Look at who you're voting for. Look at what laws are in place that need to be changed. Look at the affordability and like make a change. What's happening in most places, it's uh, the othering. Like it's them, it's their problem. It's not about me. And if, you know, I had to work hard to get to where I am and I'm like, we all work hard. You like have no idea what happened with that person. And it comes back to also like, being a part of the queer community, it's always like, you know, not my problem. That's them over there. But I'm going to I'm gonna put my views on who I think they should be or what I think they should be doing. Or like, I'm going to demonize the person who's got this, this substance abuse issue. And like, that's their problem. And it's, it's just wild. It's wild. It's, it's, for me, it's unfortunate that it's human nature. And it's, that's... Um, I think that's what we all struggle with, right? And I think if we can identify that it is better to be a we than it is to do, be a me, that there's so much more that you can gain through that. But is it human nature or, or what your, is it nature? Nat- human nature applies that like, that's like your, your basic instinct. I think it is. I, I feel think like it is. It, we're f- I think you grow up to, I think. Because if you think about man, history, unfortunately, man takes over man and we take over things and we, now we own the land and you no longer do. And, you know, each, and, and that's the way our history is written and written, of course, written by the, by the winner, right? Um, yeah. That's another thing. It's always history's always written by the winner. Um, I think that that if we can identify that we are naturally not nice, <laughs> maybe then maybe that's a place where we start. We realize that being more like like Natalie, we'd love to think that that's who we are naturally, but it it's practice. I think the, Natalie, you're such an amazing person, and I think you said this as well. You t- it took hard work to get to where you are. I think it takes hard work to be more Natalie like. And I don't think it's bad work. You'll find uh, all the wins come with it, though. You know, I there's so many things to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking right now is 
you know, nature versus nurture and like, how did this all begin? And like, my brain just keeps going back to colonization. Like colonialism just feels like this shift to this more capitalistic view of, you know, doggy dog, man versus man type of just way of being. And it really sucks that we don't do more, um, we don't do more around education to talk about cultures that have existed throughout history that may not function like this because it would be really great to understand a society that was not based off of, you know, I've got to be better than the next. And, you know, I had to pull myself up by my bootstraps and I did this all by myself. And I'm just kind of like, I've never done anything in my life by myself. I don't know anyone who has, that hasn't been reliant on another person for something. I think what you can say is I worked really hard and I networked and I, I created a, a team for myself or I, I, I learned what not to do from others, but like we don't exist by ourselves. And so like if we can't see that we are a community, whether we want to embrace it or not, we'll never get out of this. Like this whole othering thing and this whole I have to be better or I have to be the best is so detrimental and when you can get down to a space of when I help my fellow human being, that's when I get to grow myself. Like it's really not about how do I consistently help myself, but if I can make my fellow human being, their existence just a little bit better, then that also helps me to be better. And like, I also don't think that you have to like go into nonprofit and do all this stuff and like make zero dollars and all that. Like there's a way to like, advance for yourself and advance your community. So like this whole idea of it's completely selfless. Like I would love to say I'm completely selfless, but I'm not like I have needs. I like fancy things, but like I also want to be of service. So yep, it all can be true. Those are wise, wise words from Natalie. Again, we should all be more like her. But before we do that, Gina, we didn't do our housekeeping. Natalie, I just want to say one before we do that, Louise, Natalie, you are literally like, I don't know how old you are. But you are way wiser than you think, than you may anyone ever tell you. You look like you're you're literally 21. Thank you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, brown don't crack. <laughs> it doesn't. I just need. I I want and need more people to really hear this and like really be part of like what you're you're doing because I'm gonna honestly cry. Cause like I just think if like there could just be like one of Natalie and every, you know, hundred people, we'd have a better society. I appreciate that, and you know, I will say, it took, it took a village. Like, I let people contribute to me, so I get to contribute to others. So like, be a little vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Those are wise, wise words. Yeah. All right, now I'll say. Okay. It. So um, <laughs> through the tears, sorry. you want to go to your, your tips, tricks, how to's, how to get some tears working on an afternoon. Um, you're going to go to designated drinker dot show. Um, you want to get involved and be a better human for all. Go to designated drinker dot show and me and get connected with Natalie, uh, capital pride and pride in general and interpride. Right. And you'll give us all those um, links. Yes. Yep. On, we'll get when you go all there, right. they'll all be there, easy to get to. So, um, perfect. On that, Natalie, you are true inspiration, um, and mm-hmm. I hope to only I can only hope to be more like you when I get big. 
<laughs> I so appreciate this. I'm like, I feel really gassed up right now in like the best possible way. I just appreciate like the acknowledgement. And I want to also like really shower the both of you as well. And that I think what you all are doing is also on the same level of service. You're creating space for people to have these types of conversations and like doing it, what seems like to be really big passions for you. So like, I want to just throw some love right back to the both of you as well. I'll take it. Oh, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. Thank yes. you. All right. Cheers to well, you. Cheers. Have a wonderful, and to your point, have fun. Damn it. Pride, Pride celebration is fun. There's meaning behind it, but it's fun. So it's a great intersection of all those things. Become a better person and have a good time doing it. Damn it. Thank you so much for your time, Natalie, your inspiration. Thank you. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.